What if there was a proven way to reduce your stress, increase your focus, and improve your sleep? Meet Touchpoints, neuroscientific wearables clinically proven to reduce stress by 74% within 30 seconds. Touchpoints work by using gentle alternating vibrations to shift you from fight or flight to calm and relaxed. Head to thetouchpointsolution.com for 20% off and get a free sleep aid spray with every purchase. Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. And welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Milton Glick in for Ron Aaron, who, as he likes to say, is on assignment. I believe uh, uh, Dr. Charles is our co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles, who is a, uh, a WellMed physician, family uh, practitioner, and doctor of osteopathy. Did I say that? I stop. Uh, osteopathy. Osteopathy. Yeah. No, Thank great. you. You're okay. Good. Yes. Uh, at WellMed over on Ingram Mall. And I believe, Dr. Charles, that after seeing the documentary, uh, Ron is taking a sailboat. And he's sailing it around no, Woodlawn Lake. Is that where he is right now? I think he's on Woodlawn me. Lake. Yes, he was inspired <laughs> by the story. Our guest today is uh, Shane Gregg, who is the creative producer and co-founder of Fresh Fly. His production company, Fresh Fly, started in 2008. Uh, his feature-length content, you've seen it on Amazon, ABC, PBS, American Masters, Apple iTunes, and Netflix. But his most recent project is the one that we're going to talk about called Hell or High Seas, a documentary that focuses on veterans uh, using that veteran's painful journey with PTSD. So, um, guys, Either one of you jump in, but Dr. Charles, from a medical standpoint, the more I learn about PTSD, the more it is both amazing to me and tragic. Um, and I'm going to ask you to kind of, I know it stands for post-traumatic stress disorder, but, but what does it mean? What does it mean for the individual who's suffering from it? So does that PTSD make sense? Is a con- that does, yes. No, it's a condition that is most often experienced um, after a traumatic event. So we're talking about an accident, a terrorist um, attack, a, you know, we see it a lot in our combat veterans Mm -hmm. that come back after being deployed. And so in addition to symptoms of anxiety or depression, you can have a lot of flashbacks, um, nightmares, um, and it becomes intrusive and interruptive to their daily lives. And so this is something that, um, People can often struggle for years, and it makes it very difficult, especially for patients or people that are coming back from combat, to reintegrate into just normal life. Yeah, they've and been traumatized. Well, and I've heard people. Um, I have relatives who suffer from it. I have friends who suffer from it. And the amazing thing is the, the symptoms manifest themselves differently for each one. Um, I'm trying to think one of the, one of my friends, uh, said that, um, you know, he has to, whenever he gets out of a vehicle, he has to check, and I'm, I'm getting the, the numbers wrong, but he checks like 12 and 2. I mean, every single time he's gotten conditioned to that, or he just, that's his, I guess his coping mechanism, but that's what he lives with. It really, uh, it really impacts the, the life, the quality of life. Absolutely. So it makes it very difficult sometimes to work, sometimes mm-hmm. to 
just, you know, experience, you know, being calm and comfortable in your house with your family. And so that, um, you know, can be treated at times through medication, through very, you know, a lot of, of counseling and a lot of group therapy can be helpful. But we're going to learn today um, from Shane a little bit more about one veteran's experience with PTSD and what he did to cope. Yeah, we're going to talk to him in just a second. I also want to introduce our second guest, too. Our uh, Andrew McKinnon is a cardiologist with WellMed Specialists for Health in San Antonio. He earned his medical degree from the Medical College of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. He's completed his internal medicine registry and intern in his internship at Wright Patterson Medical Center in Ohio. His cardiology cardiology fellowship at Wilford Hall Medical Center, Lackland Air Force Base, and uh, Interventional Cardiology Fellowship at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, and he's a board-certified cardiologist, uh, uh, board-certified in cardiovascular disease, internal medicine, and uh, interventional cardiology. Dr. McKinnon, uh, doctor, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Sorry, I had some come up. I'm a little bit late. But That's okay. Well. How are you doing? We gotcha. And, uh, no, you're right on time. Yeah, and we've been talking with Dr. Okay, Carlson. We're going to bump it to Shane, uh, Greg, in just a second. But do you have anything that you want to add? She was talking about some of the, the symptoms, how PTSD manifests itself. Do you want to uh, touch on that a little bit? Sure. I didn't catch what she had to say. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, I was deployed. Um, what I did in the Air Force after I did all my cardiology training was we did um, critical care air transportation. So it'd be a, a doctor, a nurse, and a, and a um respiratory technician, they kind of flew us all over the world to pick up these severely injured soldiers and bring them back home. So, you know, that's basically what I saw in Afghanistan and Iraq and Germany was just a, a bunch of uh, young men that had had their bodies just destroyed um, and somehow survived. Um, so, you know, after several months and months of that, um, it really starts to take a toll um, mentally and physically and, and uh, you don't really realize it at the time but you know the, I got back and when people just haven't gone through that kind of situation for an extended period of time it's really difficult for any other people to relate to it let alone talk to somebody about it um, and I, I didn't think I would really have any issues but you know you don't you don't really know until there's something that just kind of triggers it either a, a um, a situation or a, a memory or, you know, something, something that sets you off a little bit. And, um, you know, I had a lot of problems with anger and, and, uh, resentment and bitterness, um, that just, you, you know, you try to repress it, but, um, you know, some, it, it, it's hard to explain what really triggers it, but uh, and everybody kind of reacts differently, I guess. Yeah, and uh, from what I've learned too, and it sounds like uh, this was uh, um, the experience uh, too with uh, uh, um, with uh, Taylor Taylor Greger. Um, did I get that right, Shane? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Taylor Greger. Taylor Greger. There was that he also kind of was noticing things that were popping up that he couldn't explain that just didn't seem normal and were affecting his daily life. Uh, Shane, talk a little bit about your relationship uh, to all this and talk about how the movie came about. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I got to really know Taylor throughout uh, making the film. Uh, we actually joined up with them when they were about uh, halfway through the journey that they made. We found out about what they were doing. And, uh, you know, when we saw 
what the the larger purpose of the film was and we saw some of the footage that they had already captured you know we were kind of like sold right away and and uh, really excited to be part of this whole process um and uh, it's been a great learning experience for me to really get to understand uh, get to know the veteran community much better uh and and be able to you know maybe dare i say you know have a better understanding of of what they may have experienced uh, serving, you know, it's not, it'll never be a one-to-one match. Cause I, I, I was not uh, in the military. I'm not a veteran. Um, but as I've learned through this story, I, you know, I do, I started to develop a personal feeling of, you know, I, I really wanted to, it felt like a personal responsibility developed that should be able to have an understanding of what those who serve for us may have experienced and, how can we give back and how can we serve them and how can we be supportive? Uh, and that's what this movie is all about. It's all about um, the whole purpose of this film is to be used as a tool and a resource to uh, give back to those who first serve for us. Um, and, you know, we use it as a platform like this to start a conversation, continue a conversation, and also, you know, use it as a, a vehicle to also start talking about, um, you know, what are some ways that, uh, you know, we can improve the situation, whether it be through policy, uh, whether it be through programs that uh, people can access. You know, one of the things that Taylor is a big advocate for is something called adventure therapy. And that's talked about in the movie. Um, And then Taylor even took it a step further and has even started his own foundation that takes uh, veterans out sailing on uh, like three, four day excursions. And so, you know, we're really trying to walk the talk and, uh, you know, really show people that this stuff, it, it works and that recovery from PTSD is is possible. Um, you know, and that was another thing that Taylor talks about is just hearing that, hey, I can recover from this gave him the hope that he needed to to push forward. Yeah, I think one of the the uh, documentary is called uh, Hell or High Seas, and we'll tell you where to uh, to find it so you can watch it yourself uh, in just a few moments. We'll tell you actually before the the first break that we take. Uh, but that's the one message uh, that I think kept resonating as I heard uh, as I heard interviews uh, about this this documentary is is that word hope that you used and. Um, guys, I'll, I'll throw it to whoever wants to pick it up. Uh, there is hope, isn't there? Well, in this this movie, it shows that there was there is hope, right? Um, you know, for Taylor, he really had to um, kind of reach a low point to to find it, um, but he he did, and and we wanted to show that it's out there, and and you know, uh, you know, it's it's a story of hope. It's also a story of resilience. You know, it's a story uh, that can. Um, you know, hopefully inspire that for others that might not uh, need that right now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an incredible journey and, and uh, it's it's uplifting at the end, too. You know, so, you know, we intentionally ended it with a, a positive message specifically for that reason. You know, it's very real and raw. You know, we don't sugarcoat anything, but it ends in a way where it's like, you know, we wanted people to walk away feeling like, OK, um, you know, there could be hope for me or there could be hope for my spouse or my family member or my friend or my colleague who I see struggling. And, and that's what we wanted people to walk away with. Yeah. Uh, again, the movie Hope or High Seas. I'm sorry, Hell or High Seas. 
Uh, hope is the theme that we're talking about. Well, we're talking about this documentary. We're also talking about PTSD and uh, veteran suicides. Uh, we're going to get deeper into PTSD and, and veteran suicide after we take our quick break. Uh, but Shane, do me a favor real quick. Tell us uh, where we find uh, the documentary. Oh, so right now it's uh, streaming on a variety of platforms, uh, you know, so you can find it on Apple TV, uh, YouTube, Google Play, any, you know, get on your smart TV and pretty much all those streaming services, you'll be able to find it um, You can play it right off of your phone or, or right off of the movie website, which is hellorhighseas.com has all that information on there for you to make it very easy to navigate to all those channels. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break in, in just a second. Our uh, co-host, Dr. Charles, anything you want to add before the break? Well, you know, I think that it is very important to um, to discuss the suicide rates. Okay. And, and I know that was a lot of the motivator for um, Trevor, is that he was seeing so many of his friends committing suicide because they couldn't deal and they couldn't cope um, with the uh, stress from the PTSD. And so I thought that was so wonderful. Um, and so important to discuss. So we will get uh, further into that and a little deeper into veteran suicides right after this. Uh, you are listening to Well Med Radio. I'm Milton Glick in for Ron Aaron. We'll be right back right after this. WellMed is a homegrown Texas healthcare provider. During the Medicare annual enrollment period, be sure to pick a plan that includes WellMed for care focused on you. Visit WellMed, find a doctor.com slash radio three or call 210-675-8189. Calling this number connects to Simply Enroll, license number 2623676, a licensed insurance agency that explains Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplemental insurance drug options to Medicare enrollees. And welcome back to WellMed Radio. I'm Milton Glick. Uh, in for Ron Aaron, who is on assignment, as Ron likes to say, along with uh, our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, who is at the WellMed at Ingram Mall. Uh, and uh, we are uh, joined by our guest today, Dr. Andrew McKinnon, who is with WellMed as well, and uh, Shane Gregg, who is the uh, producer and co-founder of Fresh Fly and the uh, motion picture or documentary Hell or High Seas. And uh, one of the things that we talked about in the break that everybody wanted to touch on was the topic uh, of veteran suicides. And uh, Dr. McKinnon, I'm going to throw it to you because um, uh, this is personal for you. Right. Yeah, that's the, you know, people always ask me, how does a cardiologist from San Antonio and a producer from Philadelphia get together on a project like this? Um, it's really weird. Uh, you know, Shane and I feel like we're best friends, but we've never met in person. Um, and the reason I got involved was because um, Dr. Emily Fry, um, a PCP down in Floresville, this is the story is about her nephew and it's Taylor. And um, she contacted me out of the blue one night asking me if I could contribute um, to help get them funded for the second part of the, the trip. Um, and the reason I did was, uh, one of my close friends uh, that I deployed with, uh, with our, our CCAT missions in the Air Force, uh, I also worked with him in cardiology at Wilford Hall for years. Uh, he took his life in 2011. And, um, you know, it obviously hit me and all of our friends very hard. And 
you always wish that there was a time that you could have just called them and talked to them and, and let them know that there's hope. Uh, but I didn't get that chance. So I felt like, you know, automatically I was just completely bought into this movie. And uh, it's our second chance to give another guy's hope, guys and gals. And I know that in Taylor's story and hearing a little bit of it, um, part of the reason was he had to, um, I believe he attempted suicide. Is that correct, Shane? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And really, uh, this uh, doing the sailboat trip was his way of finding hope. But one, talk a little bit about his frustrations. I don't want to uh, have any spoiler alerts, but but he was tremendously frustrated with the uh, the program that he felt was was going to help him uh, and get him um, uh, relief and and help for these uh, symptoms that he was having with PTSD. But it, it kind of it just didn't seem to be there. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I'd say that's partly accurate. You know, okay. I, I'd also say too that there was a a lack of um, maybe education and understanding. So when you know Taylor talks about when he was when he was out of the the Navy, uh, some of these things started happening to him that were uh, reflections of PTSD. But he didn't understand what it was. Uh, he, he didn't know what was going on. And so, you know, when you're, you're unsure of what's happening to you and you're unsure of what's happening to your body and your emotions, and it, it, it makes it very hard to uh, to cope with. And so that was also a, a big frustration point for him and which also led to a lot of a lot of uh, emotional problems for him was he just he didn't know. Um, and uh, Stephen, uh, who is not a veteran was one of the first people to talk to him about it and say, Hey, you know, these sorts of things are actually normal. Um, when you're under loads of stress for six years, uh, what you're experiencing is not abnormal. You're not the only one. Um, and, and the, and then the big turning point for Taylor, as we talked about a little bit earlier was that there is recovery from PTSD, um, which, you know, that leads to what we were talking about earlier, which is, which is hope. Uh, and that's super important uh, for people to know uh, and understand. Yeah, and um, the documentary uh, does point that out, and and the stories that I've heard uh, point that out too. And I'm guessing, Doctor Charles, and uh, uh, you have stories where you've seen people uh, that you've been treating for maybe something else, and that these symptoms come up, but but you've gotten them to other sorts of treatment. So, you know, for the majority of, of patients that are struggling with PTSD, which I know it's much more common in our veterans, but can also occur maybe after a terrible car accident or, you know, there's other situations, you know, not necessarily associated with the military where we can have symptoms of PTSD. And of course, we, you know, we look to our psychiatrists and our counselors, our psychotherapists to provide, you know, services and, and treatment for these conditions, but it's not always readily available. Um, we've, you know, often struggled with finding enough, you know, uh, psychiatrists and therapists um, in town that can take our patients, for example, our patients with uh, certain insurances, it can be a struggle. And I remember Taylor also mentioning that he was getting appointments for the psychiatrist, but it wasn't going to be for three or four months. Like yeah. there was a big lag. Um, between the time that he was able, that he was first clued into the fact that he even had this diagnosis to when he was going to be able to have treatment. And that's, that's a big problem. And I think that's the situation that we see pretty often in healthcare with, you know, certain specialties in psychiatry in particular. 
Uh, Dr. McKinnon, is that is that still common that it can take up? To, I think he, if I remember, um, psychiatrist he saw, got the diagnosis, but he couldn't see anybody about treatment for another six months. Uh, if I remember correctly, is that common still, or is are things changing for the better? How how do things look look right now? You know, it's still unfortunately it's still very common. You know, it's, it was really frustrating for Taylor and for all of us. Uh, you know, you know that you need help, and you call the at least. You know, we're just talking veterans now. Call right. the VA, and you're told, well, we can see you in six months. Um, his buddy uh, Josh or Josh, John uh, Rose, he's in the movie as well, had the same experience. And, you know, it's so sad because there's been several examples of, of guys that have taken their own life in the parking lot at VAs, you know, because they really don't know where else to turn. Wow. So I, don't, I don't see that that's gotten a whole lot better, unfortunately. And then I was reading something. I'd like to see if uh, this statistic seems to read true, that um, suicides were for older veterans and were on the uh, were on the downturn. So they were decreasing, but for, for newer veterans, newer people coming out of the military, they'd actually gone up. And I know the statistic we hear is the 22 per day. Um, does that statistic ring true? And that could be for anybody. Doc- go, go ahead, Dr. McKinnon. Yeah, I, I saw the same thing, yes. Uh, I, you know, fortunately, it sounds like more recent numbers, and it sounds sounds wrong but it's been down from 22 to about 17 but it's still you know 17 too many but uh i'd heard that same uh same statistics about the the younger veterans versus the older yeah it uh it, it it's it's really is fascinating and it just so how do how do how do we stop this and this the the movie is one good way and a great start the documentary hell or high seas because i'm guessing Caregivers, family members will see it. People who are suffering from it will it, it will ring true. Um, Shane, are you getting any comments about people seeing the documentary and saying, you know, man, thank you. I, I this this encouraged me to to get hope, or maybe even family members. Uh, yes, uh, very much so. Actually, um, kind of a, in an overwhelming way uh, that is, I guess, in some ways would say that the movie is doing what uh, we hoped it would do. Uh, in other ways, it also shows you that there is a real need out there um, that's that's unmet. And still, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And, and, you know, after having been part of this for, gosh, four years now, um, I just, you know, personally, I feel like our country can do so much better. Um, and, uh, you know, I think as Dr. McKinnon was just saying, you know, the statistics have maybe come down a little bit, but even let's just, even if 17 people yeah. committing suicide a day is the correct number, it's an awful lot of people. Um, and to me, you know, I find that to be really sad to hear, um, to answer your question more specifically. Yeah. You know, we've had, um, a number of veterans, uh, talk to us that have seen the film and just say, you know, man, I can really relate to this in a very direct way. Uh, it's really inspiring to see somebody that's come out of it uh, on the other side. We've had, uh, you know, spouses or family members say things like, I, I didn't understand what, you know, my wife or husband might've been experiencing and seeing the movie has opened my eyes a little bit to at least have an, uh, at least have a general idea of what they 
had gone through or are currently going through. And, you know, and that's really important, too, because then it, it helps people start to be able to talk more. Um, and that's really important. So they can understand what's going on within their family or a, a friendship dynamic. And, uh, you know, so it's starting to open those doors and, you know, it's really encouraging uh, to see that it's also, you know, it's clear that there's there's just a huge need that's that's still there. Yeah. And you you answered my question, which is great. I'm so happy when that is that what are family members going through uh, with this? But, yeah, it sounds like it can they, they want to help. They want to do something, but they just don't understand. Um, yeah. I wouldn't understand, you know, as yeah. I'm, like I said, we talked about earlier, I'm, I'm not a veteran. Um, and I, what I can speak to specifically in my own life is my father is a Vietnam veteran. He was in the Navy. And it was only until we started doing this film that he was willing to even just talk to me about his experiences just a little bit. You know, it hasn't been, you, you know, we didn't spend hours talking about it, but, you know, it's way more than it was previously. And, uh, you know, that's been really cool for our personal relationship. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that the movie does those sorts of things for other people, too. Real quick, uh, Dr. Charles, uh, anything you want to throw in before we uh, begin to wrap up? So, you know, I just, you know, I love the message of hope, you know, attached to to the film. Can you talk a little bit more about the adventure therapy? Is that for me? Yes. I, You know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's adventure therapy programs seem to be like popping up all over the United States. And I would say, again, that would point to that. There's a need for them. You know, Taylor's is a sailing adventure therapy, but there's rock climbing, there's uh, motorcycle, there's horseback riding, there's, uh, you know, snowboarding, skiing, anything that gets you outdoors and gets you in nature. Um, and, you know, allows you to do an activity with a group of people that you can relate to and start to replace some of those memories where you're under heavy stress that are not good, that are not pleasant memories. You can start to replace those with positive memories yeah. and that starts the healing process. And that's why those programs exist. And that's, that's what they're doing for people. And guys, we've got to go. Thank you so much to our guest today. Again, uh, the, the documentary hell or high seas and well-made charitable foundation, a big part of the success of that. We'll say goodbye for today. You've been listening to well-med radio. Thank you for listening to well-med radio a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.